Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on Inside Black and go one more segment to go, and that's going to be having nothing to do with the Saints. And it's going to be having everything to do with the teams that were actually good this year. I'm Jeff Noack, alongside Steve Geller. We're going to go through the division round of the playoffs. Saturday and Sunday, there's no stupid Monday night game this week. Although the teams that played the Monday night game and the Cowboys will have to play on a short week against the team that gets a long week because the 49ers played on Saturday. And I don't know if that's a concession to the fact that the two seed doesn't get a bye anymore. I don't know if it's just, you know, the Cowboys suck. Either way, it's stupid, but we don't have to get into that. I've already complained about it enough. It's actually surprising, though, because like I said, if this happened to the Saints, we'd be like, oh, that's par for the course for the NFL. But you know, jerking over the Dallas Cowboys, America's team is kind of surprising. I, I would get it if there was two Monday night games and you at least balanced right. it between the conferences. For some reason, the NFC forward five game gets gets a disadvantage because of ratings. I, I don't know. Like, because you're the most popular, you you get a disadvantage. It doesn't make sense. And the thing is, both wildcard teams now get a disadvantage because the Giants played on Sunday. Now they play on Saturday. So because the Cowboys won, the Giants also get screwed over? I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid, but whatever. Yeah, that Monday game kind of threw a wrench into things. It's just so stupid, and it was a terrible game, and you knew it was going to be a terrible game. You put a bad team in it. I thought it would it be the better, only honestly. bad game. I believed in Tom still, and I thought the Bucks could pull it out. I actually think, Tom, if the, the Bucks defense had been able to do anything, he would have had a chance to bring them back, but like they couldn't get a stop. And when – like. You can only come back in games when the defense gets you the ball back, and they just kept folding every possession. But yeah. Anyway, all right. So divisional round starts all on right. Saturday. The first game is the first one seed game. So both one seeds are playing on Saturday this week. Right. And so that is the Chiefs hosting the Jaguars. The fourteen and three Chiefs hosting the ten and eight Jacksonville Jaguars, who overcame a twenty-seven nothing deficit to beat the Chargers, who didn't think that type of collapse merited a firing of their head coach. I don't know. But the Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. You know, I I don't want to pick against the Jaguars because I think the ability to come back is something. But you don't get down 27 nothing by accident. And I don't think that the Chiefs are the team that you're going to come back on. No, Kansas City is definitely one of those that I have pegged from the AFC to make it back to the Super Bowl I just think that uh, Mahomes just had an MVP type season, and you you, t- you take away a weapon like Tyreek Hill and what they were still able to do. The, the defense is suspect over in Kansas City, but I don't think that's going to be too big of a deal against a Jacksonville squad that's had a hell of a turnaround year one 
under Doug Peterson. I just don't think they can keep up with Mahomes or the Chiefs in Kansas City. I would take Kansas City, given I think the seven and a half, eight points. I'm taking Kansas City. I just have a hard time with that line because I thought they were going to boat race the Broncos the other week and they didn't do it either. I don't know. Like I think that the Chiefs are going to win this game, but I think Jacksonville is going to score. And so I, I have a hard time picking eight and a half. If it was seven, I'd take it. But we'll see. Either way. I, w- I was really impressed. Obviously, last game, I was like, oh, there's Christian Kirk. Yeah. No, Christian <laughs> Kirk, Evan Ingram, they, they had a good game. But yeah, so I think we're in agreement on that. That's 3.30 on NBC uh, on Saturday. Then the second game, the game that I'm excited about. For sure. And another game for a team that will, whether they win or lose, will be like, what a great season. <laughs> <laughs> Is the 10-7-1 Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Another game. This spread is a lot, seven and a half points. I think it's based on when the Giants and Eagles played a few weeks back. It was 48 to 22. And then in week 18, the Giants and Eagles played. The Eagles had to win. The Giants were already clinched, so they didn't play any of their starters. But they did play Kenny Galladay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They did pay their highest played player. Um, (laughs) And uh, the Eagles won 22-16, and Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown. But I and but I think that 48-22 game is weighing heavily on the odds makers. But yeah, I will really. say for the Giants in that game, they did not have Xavier McKinney because he blew up his hand. Or he didn't blow up his hand. That was Jason Pierre Paul. He he messed up his hand in an ATV accident. He's back now. One of the league's best safeties, in my opinion. Former Alabama kid, has multicolored hair. And Adoree Jackson is their top cornerback, who has been out with an injury majority of the second half of the season, is now back. And he played very well against the Vikings. And really, you know, they shut down Justin Jefferson in the second half of that game. So I think that from a talent perspective, the Giants are in much better shape. So I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it close. But And the the Eagles are playing some of their worst football of the season right now. But, you know, it's tough for me to pick the Giants knowing how badly and seeing how badly they looked against Jalen Hurts just a few weeks back. That might be have been the Eagles at full strength, their last really good game. Because after that, I mean, it's been pretty rough to watch. The production's gone down. The turnovers have gone unexplainably up for that team. And I think we talked about it in jest a little bit about how maybe this Philadelphia squad, could they have possibly peaked too early during the season? Because they definitely limped their way into the playoffs, whatever you want to say about it. Uh, having Jalen Hurts back obviously is a huge difference for that offense and obviously a, a huge key to me on why he should be considered an MVP candidate because you saw Gardner Minshew running the show over there. And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of – as an Eagles fan, I'm nervous about picking Philly in this game just because I know the division rivalry and how tough it was, it is against, you know, NFC East – opponents hate each other obviously i'm picking philly but i would take the giants to cover yeah for, so for perspective week 13 eagles just beat up the titans as the aj brown revenge game 2035 yeah. to 10 next week eagles just boat race the giants 48 to 22 it's a game that was not as close as 48 to 22 makes it sound then the week after that eagles beat the bears 25 20 but that's the game that jalen hurts gets hurt and my question now is obviously jalen hurts is back but is his arm a hundred percent. Like, is he still dealing with that injury? And I would guess that he is to some extent. And so is that going to limit him? Is he going to be as effective? And so obviously after that game, they played the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew, lost 40 to 34. Then they played the saints 
with Gardner Minshew and lost 20 to 10. Then they beat the Giants who were playing backups 22 to 16. You know, 22 to 16 in a game where they were facing the it. backups. Yeah. That's not a great indicator to me. And I think it's it's one of those situations where the Giants now have confidence. The Giants now are the team that feels like, yeah, we're the poachers. We're, we're going in trying to steal what you got. And, and sure. all the pressure is on Philly. So Absolutely. it's a Giants team who I think played a perfect game in Minnesota. They learned how to play on the road. If you know anything about the Giants, you know that they love going on the road in the playoffs for whatever reason. It's obviously a completely different team, but you know they hadn't won a playoff game in a decade, which is kind of crazy to think about. The last playoff game they won was the Super Bowl in 2012 against the Patriots, and they went on the road for that playoffs. They went on the road for the 2008 playoffs. So, I mean, I, I don't think any Eagles fan is like – walking in there thinking like, oh, this is going to be a bloodbath for in our, in our favor. Like I think they're going to get pushed. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. I'll be making my cheesesteaks and have plenty of beer for that one. I am glad it's on Saturday so I can recover on Sunday. <laughs> Cause that was the only thing like yesterday, like the giants game. Like I, I tied one on for that game, the, the uh, wild card round, but thankfully oh, Monday was a holiday. Hurt. Okay. So I was able to recover. All right. So moving forward to Sunday <laughs> and you have, the, probably the game of the playoffs yes. in the sense that it is the rematch of the game that didn't happen. I'm not entirely sure why this is not a neutral site game because it should be because the, the Bills, like they get home field advantage, but they didn't play that game, which would have decided home field advantage. So why or do they have home? Anyway, I don't, it doesn't make sense no, to me, but either way. Reason, it affects the AFC championship and not this game. Right. This is the game that should be. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's like they only decide they, they just didn't want to have two neutral site games either way, because like the game that didn't happen was in, in Cincinnati. And right. so the, the whole, <laughs> it just doesn't, I don't get it. Like the, the Bengals are the ones who are getting disadvantaged here. But either way, this is an interesting one. Bengals going on the road to face the Bills 13 and four to 14 and three. It's the 2 p.m. game on Sunday. Why? Yeah. I don't know. But Buffalo is favored by five points. That's going to be like, I have no idea where to lean on that game. It's going to be a good one. I, I, I would look at both of these teams and I would say like they, I thought they were going to roll in their first round matchup and neither did. Both of them got pushed right to the limit by a couple teams with backup quarterbacks. Like Skylar Thompson, they had a chance to go down the field and tie it with a field goal. I thought they were going to blow that game. And then the, the Ravens lost because of a 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Oof. So, yeah, yeah. I would agree both, both of those matchups in the, in the wild card round uh, a lot closer than either team would have liked and definitely what I thought. I'm leaning, and I think it's – I'm leaning towards Cincinnati, and I think it's the Joe Burrow effect on me that I'm pulling for Joe. I'm pulling for Jamar Chase kind of thing and would like to see the Bengals build upon last year's, you know, success of going to the Super Bowl and prove they're not like one-trick ponies kind of deal. I don't think anybody thinks that, though, but just – um. I know the the world or the NFL world might seem to be on Buffalo's side. They seem to be since the beginning the of darling. this season. A lot yeah. of folks jumping on that bandwagon. Then obviously what happened, you know, the past game. But but to me, uh, it's tough to pick because I really believe with my heart I'm picking the Bengals because of Burrow. But that's, that's where I'm going. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I see this game coming down to whichever quarterback values the ball the most. Because when the Bills get into trouble, it's because Josh Allen turns the ball over. And when the Bengals have gotten into trouble, it's when Joe Burrow turns the ball over. You know, and like Trevor Lawrence somehow survived a game where he threw four interceptions and that that's that doesn't happen, right? So that's amazing, right? I think whichever team, whichever quarterback is able to execute without turning it over, because you're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to score. So, like, that's going to be the difference to me. But uh, I'm, I'm picking the Bengals because I just think that I think that Joe Burrow in must-win games is just a different person. He is the closest guy, thing that right? I've seen to Tom Brady in that situation since Tom Brady. And obviously, Tom Brady still exists. But, like, they're, they're very similar in that regard. Like, I don't know if he's the most talented quarterback. I don't know if he's the most talented athlete, but he just has this ability to lock in and just go into just, you know, instant kill mode that I don't know if anyone other than Tom Brady can hold a candle to. And so that's why I'm picking the Bengals. Uh, who day? <laughs> who day say they're going to steal our chant? All right. And the final matchup, the uneven rest game, which is so stupid to me. Like, at least make the 49ers play on Sunday so that it's like close. So dumb, but yeah, okay. So the 49ers 14 and four hosting the Cowboys 13 and five. Like, it's like people are pretending it's like, oh, they should have won more games in the regular season. Like, they won the same number of games before this point. Both teams have won 13. <laughs> anyway, moving on. 49ers have won 11 straight games. It's unreal. Doesn't when, happen. When you, when you consider what's happened to them at quarterback, too, obviously. Yes. They're on their third string quarterback. They've won 11 straight games. It's a very good football team. Well, they got pushed. They got pushed harder than I expected by the Seahawks. They did sure. cover the spread. Because the second half of that game went the way you expect the whole game to go. But this is a very good 49ers team. They have rest. This is a 5 p.m. start. Wait, what? This can't be right. I'm not, I'm not trusting the CBS Sports starting time. 5.30 kickoff, I got. Yeah, why is it so early? No, but anyway, who wants late football? I guess. They're just trying to give the Cowboys the least amount of rest possible. So they were like, <laughs> no, you don't even get those two hours. See, the league is conspiring against now the Cowboys. <laughs> But no, I mean, this is a, you know, this is a question, right? Like you want to really lean on San Francisco, but Dallas has a very good offense. Um, I don't know if the defense is going to be able to hold up, but Brock Purdy is going to have to show up, you know, and, and that's going to be a question. Like every game is another, is another moment for a rookie to show rookie mistakes. And I think that he got away with some passes in this game in the, against the Seahawks. The Seahawks defense is not good either. It's a three and a half point spread. I'm not picking Dallas, but I, I'm not sure if I want to pick the 49ers either. Like, it's tough. No, like you mentioned, it's like I keep waiting for the shoe to drop or the clock to strike midnight for Brock Purdy, whatever you want to say. There's going to be that game, I think, that he's not able to to come back from kind of thing. He's been lucky. And I'm not – I mean, what do you expect from a rookie quarterback in this situation? He's got great, obviously, weapons around him with Sam Fran. But yeah, I'm sadly and gonna pick the the Cowboys in this game just because their defense does worry me, and they've got a pretty solid running game with uh, Pollard and Elliott that I think can keep that uh, Niners offense off the field. And if you remember how last year's game ended, it was the forty the Cowboys trying to get a spike down in the, like the twenty yard line because Dak decided to scramble. Or you know, it might have been a called run either way. Like, and they ran out of time. They didn't get a shot at the end zone from the twenty because they couldn't get a spike down with like six seconds. Like, it just turned off the clock. So, 
that's probably something that the Cowboys are going to be motivated about. The other note about this game is it is going to be, so the NFC playoff bracket has three NFC East teams in it. <laughs> three of the four teams left in the playoffs are from the NFC East. It's the first time that's ever happened. Where one division has funny. three of the final. Just, it was just a couple of years ago. They were called the NFC least. So that's kind of funny. Well, Bobby called them that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no, like again, like two years ago, the 2020 season, a team with a losing record made the playoffs out of this division, seven and nine. Yeah. The Washington football team, now the Washington commanders got in at seven and nine. And everyone was like, well, it's the worst division in football. Now, this division has done something that no one else has ever done and gotten three teams into the divisional round of the playoffs. That's remarkable. Um, and so the NFC East is going to have at least one team in the NFC Championship. Fact. Yes. Fact. Two years removed from not having a winning team in the division. So no, for, that shows you, obviously, between draft, free agency, any, any kind of other you know, moves teams make, that, that things can change that rapidly in the NFL. So it makes the NFL so great. It's, it's what makes the NFL worth watching. You know, it's like, it's, it's why I don't watch the NBA because, you know, it's a 82 game regular season that doesn't matter. And then it's a month long playoffs where, you know, you know, who's going to make the finals before they even get there. And yeah, like, I still think the Giants have a chance. They're the six seed. I think they have a chance. Right. You, there was nothing to make you think that they wouldn't have a shot over an Eagles team that's been struggling despite being the number one seed, despite getting that week off for rest. They they have to hope that, obviously, Hertz, Hertz comes back for them and is that same guy he was at the beginning of the year because, yeah, between the, the lack of scoring and turnovers late in the year, that's a huge concern for Philadelphia. And something, like I said, as – as an Eagles fan concerns me going up against Big Blue, your NFC, you know, yeah, e- NFC East foe that would love to just spoil an entire season that you fought hard for that number one seed for. And they're hot at the right time. Exactly. And like, uh, I don't think I've seen Daniel Jones playing with that much confidence ever. Oh my God. That was wild. Like he had the stat line that no one's ever had, uh, but he had like, he's the first ever quarterback to have like, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, and over 70 rushing yards in a game. What? Which doesn't seem like a crazy stat line when you think about it. I think somebody busted out Vanilla Vic when talking about him. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny. I have a friend who I beat in our fantasy league this year because Daniel Jones went bananas in week 17. And I, I, I hold it over him because this is the same guy who I once told that I think that Daniel Jones could be like flea market Josh Allen. <laughs> and he told me that I should never mention Josh Allen and Daniel Jones in the same sentence. Hmm. And now we'll fast forward like two years later and Josh Allen's former coach is now coaching Daniel Jones. And when you know it, Daniel Jones is now like, you know, not flea market Josh Allen. He's like, you know, Salvation Army Josh Allen, which is a much better situation, I think. <laughs> no, the, the, the Giants are definitely a team right now that have been building confidence and if it wasn't if they were playing the 49ers i'd be less concerned but as you know being a division rival there's just that little bit of an extra edge there where they know each other kind of it's kind of like you right. you, you throw the records you throw whatever out the window obviously yeah but all right i think that's it giants are going to win it all steve agrees and uh, we'll go from there but all right so, steve else you want to you want to you want to chime in before we clear out no i'm i'm sadly thinking it's going to be the, the nfc really I don't, I don't have a favorite. Uh, be rooting for Philadelphia, obviously, 
but there's no one that I'm sold on that, oh, this is the team. And like I said, the AFC for me, I'm all in on Kansas City and Mahomes. I agree. We'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. If anyone wants to hang out, I'll be at Finn McCool's again <laughs> Saturday night. Getting a big tab. Come and hang out. I'll buy you shots. All right. That's it. Shots. Peace.